Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Psalm number 56. Let me read the entire psalm to get this in context. It's just about 12, 13 verses long. It's not very long. Uh, Psalm 56, and I, I pray this will be a, a help to you tonight. And then I won't, I won't keep you long. I, I promise that we'll be here for Waffle House closes there. And uh, uh, get you on home. Kids got school tomorrow and teachers got school tomorrow. No school, I'm preaching for an hour and a half. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Teachers have school. They're just not good to you, are they? Ashton's giving me an amen. She, she, hey, uh, Psalm 56, if you find that, give me an amen. amen. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He, fighting daily, oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. If you haven't had fear, and I don't know that anybody that hasn't, some fear is good, other fear is not good. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. But some fear is natural, and it's good. Some, some crazy guy stuck his hand in the tiger cage trying to get his selfie, and they, they had to kill the tiger, and he don't have an arm. Uh, he's a rocket scientist, and, uh, uh, but don't do anything like that. But there's natural fear of things that we should be afraid of. And it, uh, wait, what time? The enemy can make you fear. But I'll trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I've put my trust. I'll not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day thy rest, my words. Every day they rest, my words. That means to pervert or distort. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger, cast down the people, O God. That's strong language. Verse number eight. Thou tellest my wonderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, this is where I'm going to take my text from, but I'll finish the chapter. When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, and I love this right here. Why I've never preached this before is beyond me. And I'm going to work another message up, but this is just off the cuff tonight. 
For God is for me. Tim Davis, I read that. I'm telling you, God set my soul on fire. <laughs> for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What man can do unto me is repeating himself this song. This is the chorus of the song. They're saying it again. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee, for thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Father, I love you and I thank you for the night and the sweet songs, the sweet spirit, what I feel in my heart, what you've blessed us with today, Lord. You just give us a real good day. And it's been the day you made. I've rejoiced in this day, Lord, but it's not over yet. And I want to praise you for what you're going to give us tonight. Let us be encouraged by that one little part of Scripture. God, we love you and thank you for it and what you've blessed us with. Now, Lord, fill my mouth and guard my tongue and help me be accurate inside the Scripture. And we pray in our King's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. I'll just call this, if I had, for a title, God is for me. God is for me. But God, this is referring to someone that loves God. It's someone that is in the family. Somebody, this is David, who is a man after God's own heart. This isn't just anybody, but if you're here and you're saved tonight, you can lay claim to this, God is for you. Paul said it in Romans 8, 31. If God be for us, who? I'd say nobody. Aren't you glad that God is for you? Now, with that being said, he's crying unto God and the crying does something. It turns the enemy back. It turns the enemy back. The crying unto God. Brian Bear, watch him preach this afternoon. And if I can recall these three, uh, said that somebody gave him this outline, the, the casual prayer, the continual prayer, and the combative prayer. He said, some prayers you go into combat with, you, you, you do this. Now there's things we pray for every day, there's things we pray kind of casual over our food and things, but then that combative prayer, you get in that place where you're fighting, praise God. Hey. You're down in the trenches. You're doing what you need to do. That's the kind of crying the psalmist is doing here. And when he does that, he knows. He said, I know God turned my enemies and I know God is for me. Isn't that good? I'm glad God's for me. Now here's, here's, here's just, just three things I thought of. As Mike Blanton would say, I was laid out before the Lord this afternoon. That means he was taking a nap. And I got this. You don't think God can give you stuff. Uh, you can, he can. Especially when your mind's as weak as mine. You need all the rest you can get. And when you rest it, he refreshes you. He does. I do my best reading in the morning. I retain in the morning. If I'm out, Johnny Reeves reads at night. I said, how do you do that? 
I got the whole day on top of my head at night, but in the morning I've forgotten everything and water reads fresh. But here's what I, I, I thought about is the enemy that he turns back. And I wanna, I wanna, give, us, I wanna give us just three enemies. First, first, we all have these, we have the large enemy. Now, we would think right off the bat, who's the largest enemy we have? And we would think Satan, but you know, I don't know that that's true uh, because the Bible's pretty plain about how we get rid of that old bughead. We just resist the devil and he'll flee from you according to the Bible. So all we have to do to get rid of him is just not give in to him. So, I mean, he's pretty big, but he's not omnipresent. He's not an awful. We say the devil been on me all day. Look here, he's got a lot of helpers, helpers, but I don't know that you cause me, myself included, cause the devil enough trouble that he'll personally show up and bother us. And I think there's some people that he does personally show up and bother. Chris Rumfelt says bigger levels, bigger devils. The more you do, the more trouble you have. I think, I think Job, we know for a fact, he showed up to bother him because he was a perfect man. Now, not in his human form, perfect, but he achieved evil. I mean, he wanted to do everything that was right with God. The only thing wrong with Job was just a little self-righteousness. Not much, but some. God humbled him from that. But we know, we know that some things are large to us. In other words, there's some enemies that are large to me that won't bother my river. But here's the promise in the word of God that whatever that large enemy might be, when we begin to cry to God, God is for, he'll turn that enemy because God is for me. Aren't you glad? God's for us. That is wonderful. I can't wait to hear the full sermon on this yet. This is just the preview. There's one coming on this. I don't know where it'll be, but God is for me. I, I, I just read that as personal. It was just like the word of God said over in Gary's low house. I've got this laid out on the table. I'm sitting there, and when I read that, it was like my Mike McCoy. God is for Mike McCoy. It's how I read that on that page. I thought, whoa, <laughs> business is picking up. Yeah. Hey, when God's for, it doesn't matter what comes against you, how big the enemy seems, God is for you. But sometimes, sometimes, that being said, the big things we easily avoid. That enemy, we know that thing will take us out. We just don't have anything to do with it. We avoid that thing. Just stay away. Solomon was a wise man. See, it's not the large enemy sometimes. It's the little enemy. Solomon said, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. 
It's that thing that creeps in. You don't even know it's there. It's running around under your feet. Hey, till you stumble over it, you don't even know it's there. And all of a sudden, it's created you a lot of trouble. So it's easy to recognize the Lord's enemy and we can cry out to God, oh God, keep that, to keep it away from me and me away from it. But sometimes those little enemies we don't pay much attention to. We need to cry over them as well. Not just the big things. It's the little things that spoil the vine, stop the producing of fruit, injure, they say that the little fox would just gnaw on it enough that the sap would run out. There wouldn't be no growth, wouldn't be no production. And then they'd just go bite on another one. Like a coon. Just break the corn over and eat the bite on the top of the ear and go break another one over. No good. Remedy. 22 bullet. But I think of the little things that give me trouble. Little things just give me trouble. I think they're more dangerous than the big things. But I know what, I know this. The psalmist said, if I just cry about them, he'll turn the enemy back. And you know why he'll do it? Because God's for me. He'll turn it back. Sometimes it's problems. Sometimes it's people. There's a lot of things that it can be. You could put in, categorize as a little problem or a little enemy. Some don't even realize they're an enemy. It's that thing that keep you back, not let you go forward for God. The world won't see that as any, won't see those things as an issue. Here's what they say, nothing wrong with that. But if it's, if, it's, if, if it's hindering us in our work for God, in our production, listen, for us prospering for the kingdom, we need to consider that, that, that little enemy. We need to cry to God and let him turn that thing back. But I told you I wouldn't be long. You can still get to Waffle House. But I'm, I'm, when I first read this, Randy, you know, you know, and Chris, in message preparation, sometimes you get the last first and you get the first last. You're just reading along. You're not, I mean, you're just listening. I'm just trying to listen. And I'm, I'm reading this, and, 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 and God's turned my enemies back when I'm crying to him. But see, that, that, there's, there's large, and I woke up with this. There's large enemies. And then there's little enemies that come in. But look here, there's a last enemy. The last was the first thing come to my mind when I read this. What's the last enemy, Junior? He's my last enemy. He's my last enemy. And you know what's going to happen, Matt Dukes? He's going to turn that thing. <laughs> He's going to turn that thing. 
And it doesn't matter how it comes or when it comes. That's the saddest story of that 22-year-old preacher that Chris told this morning. I think that broke my soul. That he was on his way to revival and died. And the wife's had to raise the baby. And I mean, he's doing everything right. And just, I mean, that just broke me. But the Lord turned that enemy from him. I read earlier in this in this psalm where he said, where he said, I can trust you. You've delivered my soul. I know the worst thing, or we contemplate this. I don't know that this is right. Maybe. We think about one of the worst things, and he used it in a message this morning, is a bad diagnosis. And they, uh, my, my son's father-in-law, we've begged God, and, and many of you have in the prayer room especially, for Arnold Rich, and he and Colin was on the tractor the other day on the farm. After them saying they're going to bury him, just cancel your October trip, is what his physician said. He's able. And we come down to that, but that last enemy, he can turn that thing. And even, watch this, even if he does not turn that thing from us, and we had to face it. He's already conquered it. He's already conquered it. That's the last enemy any Christian in this room's ever going to have to face. Can you imagine dying without him and having to deal with that forever? Forever having to deal, dying forever. The thing we fear the greatest. I mean, if you go to the doctor tomorrow and he looks you in the eye and says, you're going to die in three weeks, there's not too many Billy Braves in this room that's going to go, blessed be the Lord. And the doctor said, Billy, I don't think you understand me. You're going to die. He said, Doc, you're going to die too. Blessed be the Lord. Last enemy. He'll turn that from me. Jesus said, He that liveth and believeth in me shall. That's some of the sweetest words. That's some of the sweetest words. And when that loved one's in that box that Chris talked about this morning and you're standing there at the head of that thing, You can be, uh, praise God, and they, they be in Christ and they leave that testimony that they were in Christ. You could call this psalm and say, he's turned them from that because God's for them. Yeah. I'm glad he's for us. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So whenever things going wrong and, and you still can put a smile on your face in tragedy, God gives you the um, gum, umption and the gumption to go through with what he's asked of you. Just say, and if somebody say to you, how can you do it? Just say, God's for me. He's for me. Nothing. God's for me. That's the sweetest thing I've heard, and I don't know when.
And I knew it. I knew it. I just need to read it. I just need to see it. I need to hear it. I read out loud. I need to hear it. God is for me. That's good stuff right there. If your parents is against you and you're a Christian, God's for you. If your spouse is against you and you're a Christian, God's for you. If you're sick, you're struggling, you're having trouble, listen, God is for you. If you be in Christ, God's for you. God help the ones that's not there. Because they're the enemy of God. They're already under the condemnation of God. He doesn't want them there. That's just where they are. I'm going to, Verena, you can come to the piano. I'm going to tell you something I saw. About something I saw on, uh, I watch a lot of preaching video. And, and uh, this woman said, said, don't pray for us. Just let us go to hell in peace. That's a sad, that's a, and she's a beautiful young woman. I thought that's a, what a sad statement. But I'm just telling you, listen, if she's against God, and Chris used this this morning, or Gordon in Sunday school class, I think it was. Listen, he that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not scattereth abroad. Hey, if you're not for him, he's not for you. But if you're for him, God Almighty is for me. Isn't that good? I'm glad he is. If you're, hey, if you're not his tonight, he'd, he'd like to save you and, and he'd like to be for you. We're going to stand. She's just going to play something on the piano. I'm going to pray. If you need to come pray about something, you, you come. You come. Father, we love you. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.